Cool. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Um, I guess we can jump in if you want. Uh, yeah. Let's start with 70,000 tons. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we're glad to come come over there again. I think I've been there two times and it's been really a lot of fun. So, Yeah, I've seen you before on the boat too, and that's always a blast, right? It is. It is a special thing, and uh, I think everybody's just enjoying them themselves all the time there it's it's great great event it's very different from other festivals right they're all i mean because you're so close and right out up in person with everybody right yeah it's very different than than the normal festivals of course and actually i haven't done any any other cruises so i i can't compare how mm -hmm. those are but seventy thousand is, is a special thing and there's a very nice atmosphere i think yes uh, I think I've gone seven out of the last, whatever, 10 or 11. So I've always had a blast. Yeah. And I've seen you guys a couple of times and it's always been fun. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about the, uh, the new record. Um, cool. It's a concept album. I see. It is. And does that come about as a result of one of your members stories or is that off of another story? Yeah. It's my, my short oh, your story. story. Okay, great. Yeah, so I'm happy to talk about it. I would love needed. to. Yes. So was yeah. it an actual short story at first, or a novel, or? It's a short story, so uh, it's quite easily uh, printed on the uh, the vinyl version and the art book version. And the art book version also has the Finnish version, so that's quite long. But I think on the standard. Jewel case CD would have been too long for that, so it's not there. But uh, so it's not overly long. It's just a short story, uh, something I wrote specifically for this purpose. Have you ever done something like that before? Tried to convert a story into uh, a record? Yes, with our Winter Skate album, we did 2016. It... Do we you had think a short story? Do you think it's more difficult doing something like that creating that whole narrative as opposed to just writing songs for the song's sake it takes more time it's more demanding of course but i think if it all works out nicely it gives a kind of deeper layer for the whole thing that there is a bigger story that spans the whole album from start to finish it's all part of the same story so uh concept albums they are they're harder to make, but if it works, it'll be great. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're 100% right. It's Hopefully it works, but there are some who put concept albums together that don't work. And then I'm reminded of stuff like Operation Mindcrime, which just, like, works amazing, right? Yeah, exactly. You, it's it's not easy. Uh, it's not a uh sure thing that if you do a concept album it will be better than your normal albums right right you need a good story and some kind of plan how to uh combine the music music and the story but uh and still get the characters across in a in a musical form right in short verse yes yes they all of that should work and uh i'm quite happy with what we've done of course other people can judge and review oh, sure. it but uh, I'm, I'm quite happy what we I'm it sure it's going to be great. I mean, I heard the single. It's, uh, what is it, Anno 1696? Yeah, that's the name of the album, yes. And I heard the single as well. I think it's Lillian, right? 
Lillian. Yeah, and first. so, I mean, I think it continues on with, I've always been a fan and I think it continues, carries on that insomnium legacy, I guess. I mean, it's definitely insomnium, right? It is. We haven't changed our <laughs> style dramatically. Uh, actually, Lillian is, uh, I think it's almost maybe the second softest, easiest song on the album. So there's a lot darker material coming. And already with the next single, you you guys can see that there's darker stuff coming. And so e even some black metalish. Uh, oh, really? Here and there. So it's for, for Insomnium record, I think it's quite dark. Quite dark stuff. Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess the material is quite dark as well, right? You're talking about a period in time. Yeah, the 17th century history in Europe. It's it's a dark period, and there's a lot of crazy stuff happening there. And uh, like, I'm, I'm a history fan. I studied history in, in university, and that period has always been like one of my favorite eras, along with Middle Age. Uh, medieval times so uh, right but i think some of the some of the messages and some of the relatable factors of the record or the song are probably going to be relatable today right because we're just as fucked up here in in this time period we definitely are and uh like i didn't write it as a kind of analogy for the modern times but there are so the same themes that kind of come home the human race Time right. after time, they never disappear, like greed and uh, like paranoia and this kind of what happens with witch trials. Like people can be led to believe crazy stuff and they they believe they are doing the right cause, but they do terrible things. And you can see that in the world everywhere. Right. Even before social media, there was this kind of crap. Yeah, there was. But now, <laughs> now it's on a new level, of course, in the... Uh, well, everybody knows that, and we don't have to get deeper. But uh, right, but history yeah. repeats itself. So yeah, it does. And humans don't learn. <laughs> so when you guys are writing the record, were you guys all writing together, like in a in the old traditional sense, in a room, or were you kind of just emailing things back and forth and ideas? It's emailing back and forth. Like uh, we have four composers in the band, so everybody works works home in the home studio and then makes some kind of demo, sends it to the other guys and then we'll comment it and, okay, riff A sounds good, riff B, it sucks, make something better. Right. And that's how it goes. And uh, in the end, we have some songs that most of us think are really good. And I think that's a good way of making sure that the material is strong, like all right. of us, we have to agree that this is a good song now. All the parts are good. We can actually put this on the album. Right. So, so that's how we work. And uh, But of course, before we go to studio, we have kind of final arranging arrangement camp. We get to the rehearsal place for three, four days and put everything together and finalize the arrangements and stuff like that. So th then we get together and it's kind of faster interaction. But right. uh, the composing happens we do it by ourselves so do you find it difficult or do you spend any amount of time making sure you don't write the previous record does that make sense intentionally being a little bit different than because it's easy i'm sure to fall into well this sounds like the last record or i know you're not reinventing insomnium but you're still trying to differentiate record to record right we are and uh, it's always balancing <laughs> 
kind of tight roping that you want to be the band you are and not lose the essence of the band but still you don't want to make the same album over and over again so uh, i think that's what we are always trying to achieve that it still sounds like insomnia but we'll invent something fresh something we haven't done before and uh if somebody makes a riff that the others think okay that's uh, that sounds a bit too familiar we've done that already <laughs> Right, it might be that okay. We scrap it. Uh, we have to invent something better, something new. So we are aware of it all the time when we compose. Yeah, I imagine you sort of have to be because it's probably easy to fall into. Uh, that's kind of a riff from the last record or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and it happens a lot. And of course, all the composers they have their own kind of signature stuff they do. It just comes from within us, so every others can spot it. Uh huh. You've done that previously. <laughs> you have to invent something else, but you don't necessarily see it yourself. Right. So I see that there are eight tracks on the record, I think, I believe anyway. And yeah. so when you're writing and you guys get ready to go in the studio, especially for this record, did you have like a lot of them that got filtered or were they eight and you just perfected those? Uh, we had in the demo phase, I think we had like maybe 15 demos or something like that, but in the end, we recorded 11 songs, and then we decided we had 11 songs over 70 minutes of music. Wow. But uh, then we thought that this material is so strong that they are not just bonus tracks, mm -hmm. these leftovers. So we decided we're going to make this like kind of extended album version, which has 11 songs. So on this art book version of the album uh, you have actually 11 songs so there's the eight okay cool that's the basic album and then there's the ep songs of the dusk ep which has three songs okay. that's the way we planned it what's it like being back out on the road again uh it, it was great uh we did two and a half weeks in europe with with moonspell borknager wolfhart and hinayana from from texas Right. Uh, it was a great lineup. Uh, very good shows everywhere. Really nice package. Really good atmosphere on the tour. Uh, I think we all all enjoyed it a lot. That's great. So I remembered what I was going to say now. Sorry. Yeah. Nowadays, everybody's like interested in like getting the single. The attention span's really, really small, right? Let me get a digital single. But you guys are actually putting out the full album. And I think there's a whole art lost in the sequencing of a record right the ebbs and flows and making it especially if you're translating a story making it work so the listener is emotional when they're supposed to be emotional and that sort of thing right yes you're absolutely right and we are so old guys that we love the album form yes, we want it. to do albums right um, and I, I don't think we'll Turn into TikTok band that only releases one but a whole lot goes, Right, but a whole lot goes into sequencing, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're all guys, we love albums and we want to plan right. whole albums. So that's how we I work. think people like my son's age, they're missing that whole thing because they consume everything in like, you know, 90 second, three minute intervals and there's no but I like the record and I mean it was a whole process, right? Buying the record, reading the liner notes. Listening yes. to the way you put it together, and it's it's a thing. It is a thing, and uh, let's hope it, it will not be totally lost. Like uh, 
like my oldest son, he collects vinyls now and oh, plays guitar, great. and he he has found the right thing, and I'm really really <laughs> happy for that. So he's going to carry the torch for the uh for the old yeah. vinyl way. That's nice. Yes, yes. So what does an insomnium crowd look like nowadays? Because you guys have been around for a long time. I think you probably have multi generations coming, right? Yes, I think it's a very kind of varied crowd. There's like older older people and then there are teenagers and everything right. in between and uh, there are uh, there are men and women and it's kind of varied varied crowd in a in a very good way and it, it's not just old people and there's luckily right <laughs> like teenagers as well and young people so yeah i mean it's so, great to know that not only your music but metal is being carried on that way because I know I go to shows and I see people, or even myself, I take my kids to the shows and yeah, introduce yeah. them to it. Yeah, and th that's what has happened. And uh, new generations are coming in and finding metal music. And uh, like mostly metal is still underground thing. And I think it kind of stays that way. And it's supposed to be a bit of I an underground. So right. It's not for everyone. That's the point. <laughs> right. I think so, you're right. Yeah. And uh, so I'm not like worried about the future right. of, of metal music, of course. Let's see uh, how the tours will do. There are tough times now for touring bands at the moment. Yes. But, uh, and I just saw Moonspell canceled. Yeah, the UK tour. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's hit or miss, right? I think it's probably too flooded of a market. And then you still got all this financial crap. Yeah, yeah. Combine those things and... Uh, it will be difficult. So I think a lot of tours will be postponed for, again, for some time. And right. again, and you have to, as a plan, uh, as a band, you have to plan carefully what you want to do next. So, so how, I mean, you, you got to take a lot into consideration then before you book a show, because there's a whole bunch of advances and a whole bunch of equipment and logistics, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of, lot of planning like before the tour is even announced, there's a lot of work and planning. Agents are booking the shows, and so you know, many parts. Yeah, there's a lot of work. Many many emails are being sent before right. the tour is ready. Yeah, right. And I think it's probably pretty difficult if I understand to play the U.S. Still, I think there's all kinds of expenses and stuff to play over here. Yes, and of course you have to fly from Europe. And then you have to buy the visas. That's getting more expensive every right. year. And then the bus and then all the other shit. Yeah. And the and the bus has in a couple of years it has gotten crazy. Yeah. Like how expensive the buses are so on. It's not getting easier. So what do you guys have planned next then uh, leading up to 70k? Um I think before that two more Two more singles are being released. I think one in December, one in January. Okay. And uh, so everybody's gonna hear a bit more of the new album before the before the cruise. Um, we have some finished shows in December, but uh, mostly it's the album promotion. Are you um? I don't know if you can announce this or not, but are you gonna play the record like in its entirety straight through live, or is that not a thing? Because it's a story. Uh, I probably can't say anything about that. <laughs> Let's no see. Let's see. No worries at all. That'd be great. But anyway, that's pretty much the end of my questions. I hope that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. Hopefully you remembered all the questions.
Yeah, yeah, I remember it. I got yeah. I'm recording and we're all good. I'm sorry about that little blip. I kind of just lost no my worries. train of thought totally. Um, I will see you on the boat for sure. I look forward yeah. to seeing you guys again. And uh, did I miss anything you want to cover? Uh, all good. Excellent. So fans want to find you, Insomnium, and you guys are pretty active social media, I guess. We are. We awesome. are easy to be easily found. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for the time, my friend. Happy holidays, and I will see you on the boat. Thank you, Bruce. Thank Bye. Be well. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.